Uh, welcome to... Do you remember the intro? Hello, lovers. Welcome to loving <laughs> things that you love. And God, all the, you gotta love it. All the loving things. Okay, wait. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Wow. I'm imp- so impressed, man. I get, apparently I just like need a drink or like 10 in me. Yeah. An afternoon <laughs> of baking in the sun while simultaneously drinking copious amounts of alcohol. And being literally just exhausted <laughs> before I even got here. <laughs> Mentally and physically. So this is the walking soccer episode. We, Okay, hold on. I'm just going to say that like, we put the call out. Anyone who's at this event that wants to be on here, other than Tom, <laughs> can just be on here. But like, people are just way too fucked up now to like even just... The attention... Of- yeah. It's like the situation where um, when people have been drinking for like a whole day and attention spans are so such a sliver there's such a sliver left of their attention that you could be like guys we're going to record the podcast who's ready and then literally within 15 seconds you know they're playing werewolf or you know somebody's playing mario kart or they're just looking for their wallet or ordering a second piece (laughs) or somebody's looking for their wallet outside in the dark yeah this shit is going down anyway i also feel like my voice is kind of like i was screaming a lot today and I feel like it's kind of, it's going to be a different register than usual, you know? Yeah. It's still me, though. It's you didn't introduce our, us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My name is Koji. I am a part-time walking soccer second place. Silver medalist. Silver medalist, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> just fucking... Full-time insomniac, apparently, because, like, just fucking... You just you don't sleep anymore. Yeah. Just recording podcasts all night and actually doing, a, like, a regular job all day. You I know? Thought, yeah. And You're with, pulling some real, like, Zenidane Zidane shit out there. You know, like, <laughs> the headbutt, the headbutt. <laughs> yeah. With me, as always, is my good friend and beer-soaked dreadlock master. Oh, John. Yeah, that was just reco- <laughs> straight up. Okay, so if you guys don't know. I'm coming for you next year. Uh, and you, for you. you haven't seen our little like 8-bit animation. Andrew has dreads. Yeah, 15-year-old dreads. And like you just, you don't fuck with those because it's not easy to clean them out. No. But like literally <laughs> after we were done, the entire walking soccer tournament, someone just dumped a beer on his head. Oh, But you know what's funny though, to his credit, because he was in the battle rage, yeah. he was seeing like there was like a red mist in front of his eyes, yeah. and it was like a, the ga- it, it was it was a high stakes game. It was in the we were in the semis, and it came down to penalty shots. And I think like immediately after he did it, he realized the gravity of what he had done, and he's still still downstairs. He feels horrible. So <laughs> shout out John, it's okay. Don't worry, I'm over it. It's only hair. But for anybody out there listening that's participating in walking soccer next year, I will kill you. Yeah, that's two years in a row, bro. It's two years in a row, and the guy and the guy that did it last year was Mike, I think, or Mark, his name. I can't remember, but he yeah, it wasn't he Ted? was not here. No, 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 it oh. was uh, um, Jess's uh, buddy. Anyway, he's not here this year. He's out in BC, and I was the thing that was like you know the off season. My entire off season, I spent thinking about 
how I was going to like get him back Yo, he, on the field. He had some like shit set up in his apartment that was like some Cobra Kai Karate Kid shit <laughs> where he was just like, beer on, beer off, beer on, beer off. Just like fucking training yeah, hardcore. I mean, and the other thing is for anybody that is that didn't listen to the other episode or, do, you know, doesn't hasn't heard us talk about the rules of walking soccer you probably don't know what we're talking about at all it's there's kind of a lot of rules but it's basically just soccer where it's like four on four and the nets are tiny and the field is tiny no goaltender you can't step in the no, crease can't step in the crease no goaltending you have to be walking at all times if you lift both feet you have oh sorry you have a beer at all times yeah. it has to be half full and if you hot step, which is lifting both feet off the ground to run, you get a shot of Tabasco. In your beer. In your beer. And if you get a penalty, which are, you know, like if you punch somebody in the face, for example, you have to do a prairie fire. We ran out of tequila this year and we had to do keg stands in, as penalties. Uh, That's the first time. That was a first. But anyway, so now you know a little bit about what we're talking about and why we're just busted as fuck right now and our voices are all messed up. We were really hoping, I think, to get like a couple other participants who had just you know to really be wild cards in this episode but uh people just got way too fucked up people yeah i'll be underestimated the awesome power of i'll be real like i try to take it easy in the beginning and just you know like play my game but people just kept poking the bear and then the old me just had to come out for people who who don't it's a thing to see it's a thing to behold let me tell you for people who aren't familiar in in the walking soccer tournament, I am known as a goon, and like, I don't know, like somewhat rightfully so, but also just it is what it is, <laughs> you know. And like, I I just play my game, but like, I was trying to play it straight in the beginning, and people are just like, Yo, man, get fired up. Yeah, they're just like, you're soft right now, and I'm just like, we're winning still. And they're just <laughs> like, Nah, you you playing so soft though. So then I just had to like get into it. Uh, you know? It was great. Well, I'd really like to get uh, next year. We got to try to get some sort of sponsorship so we can get some sort of like video footage because there would have been some great replays. I was watching you when you were playing and <laughs> I was not on. And I'm surprised, frankly, that Burke and Kate don't just know to just watch you when you're on the f- because it was amazing. Left and right. It was just like yeah, you, just- you I have mastered the art of pulling somebody's beer out of their hand, but making it look... It's like the Zen art of beer spilling. It's incredible. You just, anyway, you just gotta be like super subtle, and it's almost like you walk past them, and the swing of your arm accidentally hits their accidentally totally hits their beer. Anyway, so, a lot of fun. Shoutouts, Burke. Shoutouts for Burke Tillman for hosting and yeah. putting everything together. Yeah, it's great. Shoutouts for Burke for having this like super pervy shower, where you yeah. can like sit in his office and watch somebody shower in there. Yeah, if that guy actually fucked. It would be pretty sweet to Ooh, zing. Yeah, Boom. we're recording in his bathroom right now. <laughs> just so everyone knows. Uh anyway. So the You Gotta Love It for the Week is a comic suggested to us by none other than hey, Fable's wait. cover artist. Oh is it a hidden gem or a you gotta love it? Sorry, hidden gem for the week. Hidden gem. Yeah, sorry. Go I'm, on. I've had one or two beers. It's okay, man. I'm here to keep you honest because I've probably had one or two less beers. But yeah, it's a hidden gem uh, suggested to us, suggested to us by none other than Fables cover artist Nimit. He also has worked on Wolverine and Jubilee and uh, the Dark Tower, I believe, as well. Marvel Comics. He's done a lot of crazy shit, man. What What was his book that he was he was gonna promote at uh, TCAF? I don't recall. Anyhow. 
he suggested this book called Who is Jake Ellis? Yeah. Uh, and there's a sequel, Where is Jake Ellis, which we didn't read for this. Right. Started with Who is Jake Ellis? And let me tell you, spoiler alert, that it's fucking amazing. It's great. Five issues. You can bang it out in one sitting. Oh, easily. yeah. I read it in a day. For sure. I just read it in one. I just sat down and read all five issues. Yeah. Uh, just a masterfully done book. Great premise. Great premise. The art uh, is nice and loose. Well, it's kind of, it's weird. It's in between because it's like well drawn, but it's yeah. like kind of... Uh, it's not fully... Like the lines don't always all connect, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, it, but it's you I mean, always know what's going on. It's absolutely clear. It's not quite powers... Yeah. But it's like in that same sort of loose yeah. style. The color is beautiful. Like it's just, well, it's just the art is amazing. Like it really guides the story. So the comic is about a guy who um, On has run. a voice in his head. No, well, has like a, a, a incorporeal being that is part of his consciousness that can see things around him that he doesn't necessarily see. So he'll just be like, yo, there's a guy down the hill over there with a gun. Yeah. Or whatever. Or like the guy with the keys to the room that you need yeah. is the second guy on the left. Yeah. And he'll just be like, duck right now. Yeah. And then, but that opening though, that opening. Yeah. where, where it just, Okay. So this is not a spoiler because it's like literally the first like three pages of the comic is he's sitting at a table talking to these guys and... Everything that they're asking him, he's answering appropriately. Yeah, but at, by the end of it, it's kind of weird because it, yeah. it almost doesn't necessarily match up. But it like kind of does. It, it does for most does. of it. But then the last two, you're kind of like, yeah. what? He's like, I'm going as fast as I can. And that's then, the one where it like goes yeah. off the rails. But like, and then he's when he's like, and then when he's like, are you sure? Yeah, he yeah. just says, are you sure to nobody in general while he's being shot at and he's running. Yeah. So he opens up talking to these guys and it's like a deal gone bad but somehow he knows it's going to go bad before it goes bad and he starts doing the shit and then escapes and then the comic book rewinds and you see the exact same scene except now you see the guy that's now in his head now you see Jake Ellis and it is and it turns out that everything he's been saying has not been to the guys in front of him but yeah. it's been to Jake yeah man it was sick it was like um, obviously there's a lot of comparisons even in the front I think some of the um, some of the critics you know the selected praise uh, the critical acclaim compared it to like born like the you know, oh born books or movies yeah or absolutely. Like a, and i mean i haven't read a ton of i like a lot of um actually we'll come back to this uh image has a lot of like people that are working like incognito fatal sort of like the noir detective style books it's yeah. pretty much always um fucking what's his name brain fart we'll come back to that but uh, I'm really into that, um, and this was sort of like is refreshing for me because I feel like we've we've had a lot of comics on the show that are not something I would typically reach for because I'm like a big hero comic guy, and if it's not hero comics, it's usually like weird sci-fi, yeah, kind okay. of. I don't know, you know, like stuff like, well, like saga. preacher or whatever, saga, nowhere men. No, sorry, not preacher, um, prophet, prophet, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, like Preacher is something that I probably wouldn't have reached for and is great. This comic is also something where I might not have, I don't know, I never even heard of it, really. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. And it's Image, honest. that's the other surprising thing, because I am 
I'm drinking the Image Kool Aid. But there's so many Image comics though. I know, but like I visit their site like every other week to see what releases they have coming out. Oh, you get the newsletter. I'm into it, man. I love because so many of the books that I read right now, month to month, are Image comics, like things like Norman, um, or even like uh, Headlopper when it was coming out, stuff like that. Yeah, you got to read. Oh, wait, I'm gonna save this for my for my. Uh, yeah, I got a recommendation too. But yeah. so anyway, I, what I was getting around to is like it was just fresh for me because now I want to find more. Like obviously, I want to read the follow up. Yeah. But uh, it was just kind of like a new subject matter for me in terms of reading, like reading a comic. Uh, obviously, I love spy movies, but I don't know. It was just cool, man. It was just like, it was just fresh for me. It was great. And it, it does have a proper ending, but it also leaves a lot of questions. Yeah. To- but- absolutely. Well, really? Well, yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah. And then one big question at the end because you don't know. Uh, I feel like you don't know if that was Jake. Well, okay, I don't even want to say it because it's we won't spoil it. But yeah, the ending is just it's it is a cliffhanger. Yeah. But the story is contained. Like I'm satisfied right now. Oh, it could absolutely. be like it could be like Inception. You know, like you watch a movie and at the end, it's kind of open ended, but it's still like a contained. You're like, oh, okay, I understand what happened here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe I I mean, on the topic of genre, yeah, uh, and comic books, do you have? Let's like just completely aside from superhero books. Yeah. Do you have a favorite genre of comic? Like what's your go-to? When you think of the favorite books you've read, is there like, did they fit into one category more than? It's not so much a category, but like a kind of method of storytelling. Okay. My favorite, then this is almost like movies, comics, whatever. Like my favorite type of story is where there's a character and it's ambiguous as to whether or not things are happening or they're just crazy. So like 12 Monkeys is one of my favorite movies, right? Fantastic. And Bruce Willis is like halfway through the movie is just like, oh, yo, I'm just men- mentally divergent. Yeah. Like this didn't, this isn't happening. I'm just mentally divergent, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's that type of shit. Like, I, but I also like off the wall shit. Like Planetary yeah. is a big one for me. Uh, the Max is like my favorite comic of all time. That's yeah. So like I I just like the before. like weird psychological kind of like fucks with your head type shit. Cool. I'm trying to think of the uh I feel like uh JH Williams the 3rd. He does like a, a lot he has a lot of sweet Batman stories, but he is super into that kind of thing. Desolation Jones is a fantastic oh, yeah. comic. Warren Ellis, JH Williams the 3rd. Yeah. One of my favorites. I've read it like re- repeatedly. Um yeah, man. That's I also just sweet. really enjoy, outside of that, I really enjoy stories that have large, like, weird gaps in them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really, like... Have you ever read Casanova? Yeah. I was just going to say. That, cause <laughs> that, that, really? Like, Casanova? You were just about to say Casanova? Yeah, because that, yeah. that comic, that, honestly, just, that comic uh, uh, kind of reconciles both those things I just mentioned. Because not yeah, only is it like weird psychological shit, but it also has like huge gaps in it. Yeah. But like even things like Pro- uh, like Prophet, for example, where it's just like, you know, the chronicles of his saga where it's just, you know, like two months later, he's like on this yeah. giant thing walking across the desert. You know, it doesn't, yeah. show, it doesn't show you how he started working for them. He just did. You know? T- totally. Um, I, I, I really enjoy where you, you, I like writers that don't, 
feed it to you. You have to like fill in the blanks yourself. Got it. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I feel like we do want to move on to the you gotta love it. Sure. Do you know who? Do we know who recommended this one? I don't remember. Shaq Fu. Yeah. The game. It's the game. The Super Nintendo slash Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Uh, Shaq fighting game. Yeah. Uh, also, I'd like to say that Shaq doesn't really look like Shaq in the game. But that being said, yeah, uh, he looked kind of like a mix of like Kevin Garnett and Michael Jordan, sort of most of the time. I like the ha- little sad faces he made. I'm yeah. just gonna start off with what I liked. I like the little sad faces he made as he was losing. He's like, ah. There's a lot of stuff that I did like about this game. I was expecting this shit to be terrible. Uh cool i mean who knows about the premise the premise is Shaq is going to the all-star game i don't know what fucking city it's supposed to be in it's 1994 so whatever all-star game that, you know you know what though it's just like some weird mortal kombat shit like not mortal kombat the game but mortal kombat the movie where it's just like oh yeah get on this weird boat and we're gonna take you to this like alternate dimension yeah and what's what's funny about that though okay i'm just gonna go on a tangent for a bit do it but like uh luke cage's not luke cage uh who johnny cage johnny cage's character his his agent calls him up and he's just like yo you got to fight in this tournament you're gonna be famous and then he just like goes on this boat to this other dimension like how the fuck is he gonna be famous true like who the who's gonna who's living in the other dimension is gonna come back and be like yo you see this guy johnny cage fight in this tournament uh yeah. Anyway, so like Shaq Fu's kind of like Let that, me, where he's just like transported into some weird dimension. But I d- what I did like, it, unlike other fighting games, you walk around on a map and you like you get to select who you're gonna fight. Yeah, but well, you, you don't even know who. It, yeah. I assume if you own this game, it's you, probably a pretty short game. Yeah. I mean, you'd. Um, the first time I played through it, uh, didn't make it very far. Got beat by this Jafar-looking guy that throws swords. Second time through, got real much further than that, was defeated by, oh yeah, the cat, yeah, Catwoman. But like, Not like Catwoman, Batman, like a, like a Felicia from uh, Darkstalkers, like a ooh, anime yeah. theme woman with a cat tail and cat ears. A furry, if you will. Fair. Is that a politically correct term? Or furry? is that a derogatory term for... No, no, it's fine. I don't even know anymore. What is anyway? So, uh, but it was cool, man. There's a lot of things I like. Uh, the music was sick. The music was good. The music was great. The, an- the animations were good. I'll be honest with you though. The reason why I got panned, first of all, the controls not great, but also, it was at a point in time where like everyone and their brother had a fighting game, and like if you wanna if you if you wanna hold that up against like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Streets of Rage. Yeah, uh, champions. Primal, primal rage. Primal rage. Clay fighter. Clay fighters. Balls. Uh, the what was the vector one where like the guys with the balls? Balls. It was just called balls. All right. Okay. Fighting three fight three D fighting evolved or something. Yeah. Uh, I guess this was Genesis. I was gonna list a bunch of other fighting games, but yeah, that's there's a lot though. You're right. Right, but there's like a lot of good ones, so it's like hard. It at the time did not hold up against those, but like. Just to go back and, and play that game, it was fine. Yeah. I, I I was earnest in my desire to play it again after I got a game over. I was like, oh, I want to try this shit again. See yeah. if I can get further. Uh, the, the collision detection and the controls, granted, are not good. Uh, I played a lot of fighting games for PS2. 
one ps2 ps3 even or those eras xbox as well uh and in the arcade but yeah um but i did like how again you you know it was up res the emulator but the animation was smooth yeah it was, wasn't like overtly racist which no. diverse move sets like the, each the, character i faced had totally different moves yeah you know, that guy in like the, the green guy in the robes yeah that was Shooting my favorite lightning. that was my favorite yeah. and then when you beat him and the robe like just flies Flew. in the wind yeah oh cool. shit i wonder because the, i wonder if there was environmental you know like in mortal Kombat, there's environment like you kick somebody in the pit of spikes after you beat them or like eternal champions right. you kick somebody into the fan blades or primal rage you pull their heart out and eat it or whatever yeah i wonder if there's shit like that in this game like each level had something where if i was standing in front of a certain spot and did like a power move or a heavy attack if it would have like because that shit's always fun that's why one of my favorite fighting game series um is dead or alive because dead or alive started the sort of they they had that um collision the, the like the outside of the area at first would be explosive so yeah. it added instead of it just being a 3d fighter that went forever yeah you would there was like an actual arena where if you got somebody on the ropes like it actually was advantageous um and they took it i mean now the most recent dead or alive game it's like you know you're fighting on a rooftop in like chicago or something and you can fucking kick somebody through a fence onto like the elevated subway tracks and then the train will try to stop and there'll be an accident and you fight like through the accident or like it's fucking insane you're fighting in a war zone in the middle east and you can like punch them into ten like and i love that stuff because that environmental element adds like a it's it adds a, a depth some people like their pure their fighters pure you know just like well it depends it depends on what we're getting at like dead or alive i just is find a, those more fun dead or alive is a 3d one yeah so like i'm, I'm down for that like it kind of harkens back to, I don't know if you ever played Virtua Fighter. Of course, I was a Sega guy, so I'm all over Virtua Fighter. But uh, that had out of bounds. It was like, like, I think it was the first like legit 3D fighter. Yeah. Can you think of another one? No. All right. So you like this game. You like the animations. I, I like the, the map, the gameplay style. Yeah. It was kind of fun, the story mode. But let me ask you. What is your favorite fighter? Mm, probably. I'll tell you this. The ones I probably logged the most time on in my life were probably the original Soul Calibur. Mm. Not Soul Edge, but Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, followed closely by Dead or Alive too hardcore for a playstation 2 mm. or dead or alive 3 and then a cl- so ba- basically dead or alive and soul caliber i like those games i haven't played the like the last two soul calibers but uh back in the day i used to work at um uh, in the kitchen of a restaurant and one of the other guys that worked there one of the servers he was fantastic at soul caliber 2 yeah and i think that I, we were pretty evenly matched and i played it over the course of like this one year like fucking just constantly. I love that shit, man. Those games are great. I'm going to go deep cut on you. Because me and my... Bla- Blaze Blue? No. Me and my friends, like back in the PS1 days... Project Justice. When... Rival schools. Around when Final Fantasy VII was coming out. Yeah. We lost our shit when we were playing Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade is great. That it, game has like extra shit in it, though, that yeah. sets it apart. Like, it, it was The like, fact that you could fuck somebody up, like... Oh, it was the first game where like you could cut someone like four or five times and they'd be dead yeah. just because it was just like, oh, if you got cut like this in real life, you'd be fucked. 
right? There's so, so it, many good fighting games. The more that we talk about it, the more I think about games that I played a long time ago. Mm. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. How could I forget Marvel vs. Capcom 2? That was a great game. Yeah. Anyway, Bushido Blade was sick, and the environments were big. Yeah. You run around a huge environment. And it, it, it was challenging because, like, it, you only need, needed to land a couple of serious hits, and then it was over. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, I don't know, because there was a couple in the series, right? Was it always the case that, am I thinking the same game where, like, say you fucking landed, like, a deep cut on somebody's leg? Yeah. It'd be lame. Like, it would be harder for them to Oh, yeah, yeah. The They'd, like, limp around and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Man, PlayStation 1 had so much crazy innovation. Even looking back still, there's so many games that, like, it seemed like the first time that they could really explore doing some really cool shit. Yeah, man. Processing power, 3D environments. You ever play the game Trap Gunner? That sounds so familiar. No, so I don't think so. It, it, like, you, you view it top down. It's four player, or if you want it to be four player. And you're running around. And everyone's laying traps. That's crisp. Yeah. But like, and you can't set off your own traps, but essentially it's a fighting game. Like, well, not fighting. It's like top down. You would like punch each other, kick each other, whatever. But like, you're just trying to chase people into a series of traps so that like it would either hold them then you can just beat them or like it would blow up on them. They'd fall down, whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of like. Uh, playing Bomberman uh, or like GoldenEye but just like Proximity Mines or something nice you know it, yeah. it had that like feel where like you're just I mean so there's, an, there's so many man Smash Brothers is one that I know a lot of people currently like to play I have a lot of friends that are super into Smash Brothers I was very into Smash Brothers 64 but I can't really keep up with the kids these days like it's too it's the too GameCube crazy. one was good though too yeah, they're all, I find them all enjoyable, but I just couldn't like keep up with the, you know, it's like if you, any of the games that are on like Call of Duty, if you spend a couple years off of Call of Duty and you try to pick it up and jump in online, you just get fucking flattened. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, it was a good one, man. Dead or Alive, I really, like Dead or Alive was a game where I had a lot of friends that played it. So that's the other thing. I feel like not a lot of people play fighting games anymore. I don't want to say it's a dying genre because Street Fighter came out th last year, this year. Last year, the most recent one, yeah, since yeah, five or Street Fighter Five, yeah, and uh, it seemed to be doing very well. Like you know, it's kind of popping up all over the place. But I, it used to be the case where, like, when I was in college, you know, I lived on the fourteenth floor. I had friends that lived on like the seventh floor or down the hall, and everybody played fighting games. Not just like casually, like they all own, we all own the same games. But also, just like arcades aren't a thing anymore. You know, true. But but that was great because everybody was kind of evenly matched, and that really, I mean, a lot of them have switched to online. But I find it there's something to be said for that style of game playing in the same room as somebody yeah. sitting next to them on the couch and just like, and, and dead or alive was the one that, um, I had, I had played that game enough that I feel like I had with like my buddy, Brian, we would play and we could just set the character to random and we would just play match for match and it, you know, it just tracks your matches forever. Yeah. yeah. And it would be like 40 to 40 or 41 to like 39. And it was just like, it didn't matter which character we got. We knew like every move. We knew all the counters, all the throws, and it was like such a well balanced system that I feel like you could just you could play that game forever. It was great. Fighting games, man. Now I want to play a fighting game. I want to find like a new. I wonder what's out there other than Street Fighter. Not that I have anything against Street Fighter, but yeah, I'm just curious to see. Yeah, but Shaq Fu, back to Shaq Fu. Like it's it it was it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, looking back on it, I I mean another you know I don't know if I'd say I loved it, but. It definitely, as a you gotta love it, 
it was not terrible. We have played worse games for sure that are you gotta love it. Absolutely. Uh, it's also kind of funny in retrospect, just reading the subtitle, like reading what they're saying and yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know, like just, it's just bizarre. It's just a weird concept. You got to save this guy's son by fighting all these demons. I don't even, I don't even really get the story, but whatever. Whatever. Music though. Yo, one more thing about it. Mondo, uh, Mondo Tees or yeah. Alamo Draft House. They've been like partnering with some other, but they've been putting out uh, like 16 bit. Uh, video game soundtracks on vinyl. Oh, really? Like Streets of Rage. I think they did one for Streets of Rage. I can't remember what the most recent one was. I know there's probably slim to no chance of this, but I would love for them to do it for Shaq Fu. Because it was like, it was cool, man. It was like, especially today when you've got things like Stranger Things and It Follows yeah. and Disaster Piece and all of these, uh, you know, all the Nicholas Winding Refn movies, Cliff Martinez. Italians do it better doing this retro 80s synth, synth heavy you know, we were talking about John Carpenter a couple yeah. of, like yeah. since that is in and people are experimenting more with that now again and mm. like coming up with like funky shit. You look back, we booted up Shaq Fu and everybody that was in the room while we were playing it was like, yo, it's good. It was like funky. It was like funky, like 16 bit. Yeah. We, it was, it was good. It was dope. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Stranger Things again because my suggestion for the week is going to be something that. I mean, it was released before Stranger Things, but I feel like this comic book and Stranger Things probably went like they were, you know, spooling up the ideas around the same time. The comic I'm going to go with is Paper Girls. I still haven't read that. Do you own that? Uh, you have it digitally? Yeah. Okay. Go on. Sorry. Go on. So it it is very much like Stranger Things. It's these girls on their paper route on Halloween and like people are throwing eggs at them and whatever. Did you ever get eggs thrown at you on Halloween? No. I did. No. I, it was unpleasant. I mean, in Toronto, I'm going to say there are eggs thrown, but like my recollection of it, it was, it was never malicious. Like you didn't throw it at people. You just like fucked up possessions. I grew up in a small town and yeah, normally you would throw, you would egg a house, but I definitely had eggs thrown at me in my small town. All right. Carry on paper girls, eggs thrown at them, paper out Halloween. Yeah. Then all of a sudden just like they find this weird house and they like for reasons go into it <laughs> for reasons. And then see this like weird machine and then all of a sudden time just stops. Not even stops. Like things just get weird. It's like the upside down. They just like, they just like go into the upside down. Cool. I immediately regret, by the way, like two thirds of the way through this episode, I was like, okay, I've had enough water. I'm going to get in on this beer again. And I immediately regret it. (laughs) So, and then they run into these guys who are like teenagers, but they're mutants. And they don't speak regular English. English. And then there's these other guys that are like adults and they ride like these like weird pterodactyl griffin type things. And they like speak English, but it's like all like not in the right order. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say. Like there's way more to it than that. But that's all I'm going to say. I have no idea that's what that was about at all. And it takes place. It does take place in the 80s. But they're like teenagers... Like the mutant teenagers, there's obviously a time travel aspect because they have like 
future technology like cell phones, like smartphones and stuff, mm-hmm. and MP3 players and whatever, like iPods. And I'm just going to leave it at that. It, it's kind of like a Stranger Things meets Back to the Future or something. Uh, okay. I have a comic. Now there's so many comics I want to recommend after you just said that. All right. All right. I'm going to do two. Okay. I'm doing it. Whatever. I'm breaking format. Yeah, I'm not going to stop you. All right. So the first was when we were talking about earlier, uh, those sort of like crime, those sort of noir comics, detective comics. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Brubaker. That was who I yeah, was trying yeah, to think yeah. of. Um, Fatal. Yeah, Fatal. Fatal is a comic that I'm going to recommend because I... Do you have them? I have all of them, yeah. Oh, I, I need to borrow those though. Yeah, for sure, man. It's sick. So, uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips have teamed up numerous times. They put out these comics through Image um, that are just always sort of gritty, noir detective stories, sort of. Um I'll just say the premise for Fatal is basically this woman who uh, this guy meets this woman and he basically discovers that she has been alive for centuries and she has not changed how she looks and the way he finds I'm not going to tell you how he finds this out but one cool element of the storytelling is that it follows a main thread in modern day but it's peppered with stories um, it ran for like five trades I think and there'd be single issues where it would just be a story in like medieval Europe. It's like a one shot. Or a Western. Yeah. But, and it was always the same woman. And she has this sort of, um, men are compelled to do her bidding. And uh, the story is mostly about her. It, she's sort of the central character. Initially, you're following sort of this guy, the guy that meets her in, mm. like out of the gates. Mm. But... Um, I would say the story is really about her and about her journey and it's sick and the art again everything like these guys have done this enough times that they've got it down to a science they think of an idea and they just fucking put it out in a timely fashion and it's yeah. amazing um, and the other book is just because of what you were talking about we're talking about dimension jumping we're talking about stranger things it's black science which I, is written by Rick Remender I'm not familiar oh dude it's I think it's great but uh, the people I've lent it to don't seem to get into it as much as me. It's sort of like right now, Rick Remender is doing a couple things for Image. He's got also Deadly Class. But Black Science, the concept is like there's this group of uh, researchers that are researching the the con- you know concept of, they call it the onion. And it's like there's all of these dimensions. There's all these re- realities that are beside each other. There's like paper thin some coherent style shit. Coherence, it's exactly coherent style shit. And what they do is they come up with this thing called the pillar and they finally cracked it. And what they're going to do is they, they believe that in these other dimensions, there's, they could cure any disease, you know, like with enough searching through other dimensions, they'll find a dimension where say like they figured out a cure for cancer or whatever. And, right. and so they, there's just like this endless possibilities. But what happens is like right at the very beginning, uh, it's about sort of a father who's like estranged from his wife and they have kids, but he brings the kids and his research team. They're going to do a test of, yeah. the, of the pillar, mm. but it goes off before they're ready. And, yeah. and the kids and the, the main guy, like the scientist and like three of his assistants and like one of the guys funding it. It's like a group of, I don't know, like eight to 10 people. They end up in this other dimension that is fucking insane. Like it's like this crazy other planet. There's like frog people on it and shit. 
And what they find out after they get there is that somebody sabotaged the pillar and it's set to jump dimensions at a random interval and they have to be near it if they have to be within like 20 meters of it or they don't go to the next dimension. That's so, hilarious. So obviously the writer is a big fan of quantum leap. Sure. Absolutely. Totally. Any of that stuff, even like a sliders kind of, you know, like all of those. Yeah, sh- but quantum leap was before sliders though. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm just saying like anything that has to do with a sort of like, okay, we're passing through all these dimensions and like, no, but like just the weird random component to like, you don't know when, when you're going to jump and sometimes yeah. you just got to do it. Like, Yeah. Well, so what happens is, so it obviously it becomes, they're trying to figure out who sabotaged it. He's trying to protect his kids. Uh, they're trying to repair the machine. Um, and then there's sort of these fault lines develop among the characters and all the while it could be like six issues where they're in the same place. Yeah. And, uh, or it could be half an issue where they're in one place and how they're half they're in another place. But what's cool about it is that, um, I mean, it's, I think four trades are out now. I only have the first three, Right. but it, it gets, it gets so insane. Like I will, I like, there's like two spoilers that were significant. Like there's so many things that happen, but one of the things that was wicked is like, for example, on one of the planets they're in, there are these like monkey people. Well, not monkey people. They're basically just chimps like these crazy chimps that have like orange eyes with like fire in them. But then what they, what you find out as a reader is kind of like Prometheus or an alien movie. This one girl who's like the assistant to who you think is the bad guy. She gets separated from the group and you discover only through her that these monkeys are not actually sentient. There's these or the, the fire in their eyes is like that planet is occupied by these beings that are like mist and they live in these temples and she gets separated in this temple and one of those beings goes into her but like nobody else sees it right and that was like a couple issues in and that doesn't like come back into play for and then they make a jump you know and right. it just things like that are happening constantly so it's like they keep introducing things and coming back to and it's I, I mean i think it's great it's you know if you stick with it it becomes brilliant in that things get so fucked up that you know that there's no going back at any point right. so it just becomes how is this going to be resolved how are the you know and it's just yeah, that's like it's like nowhere man though totally you know what i mean where it's just like which i also love a million things happening at once and, yeah. and you know like at when when a move is made it's just like that's it yeah you know there there's no like being okay after that <sighs> it's so good man i love anyway it's it's great the art uh i'm afraid i'm afraid the artist has slipped my mind it's very colorful uh very very animated a lot of a lot of movement yeah. done really well and it's yeah it's a blast it's fun to read check, check it out check out those comics black science fatal i got paper girls I, i'm not gonna lie man i gotta go to sleep all right yeah i'm uh yeah i'm struggling i'm struggling mm-hmm. well we're all done here so all right you can do that so everybody gets that up yeah just have a nap here in brooke's bathroom little bits <laughs> little bits we got we got tiny Pizzas. Tiny pizzas. Tiny, and tiny lasagna. What, tiny fried eggs. What was the last one? Oh, shit. We've <laughs> even got tiny people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of them. That's a great. That's I just like when show. he pops up out of the bathroom and he's just like, Look at eat, this. Sh- eat shit, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Rick and Morty. That, there's another dimension jumping show. Fuck, man. Dimension jumping's all the rage right now. Or has been for several decades, I guess. The <laughs> quantum leap. I got peanut butter squares. 
But my mom says that. I can't have any. And at least until they've cooled down. <laughs> Shoutouts Catbug. Shoutouts Bravest Warrior. Shoutouts Rick and Morty. Shoutouts Little Bits. And we out. <laughs>